0: Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast
1: One. Napa know-how.
2: At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care Centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save $25. Do it yourself, or have it done for you. That's Napa Know How. Napa Know How. That participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, while supplies last, offer ends eight thirty one twenty.
1: That little chico pit boomer Mister three hundred five, but I said Mister Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast, Podcast One. Spotify.
3: Welcome back to Collider Movie Talk, where Monday is box office day. We're going to give you a weekend recap. And then on top of that, you know the big news that broke this weekend – Universal has decided to cancel the release of the movie The Hunt. We are going to dig into that story big time because there are a lot of angles we could approach that one from. And I am so lucky that I get to have those conversations today with two A-plus people. I'm so excited to kick off my work week with Haley and Coy. Coy on a Monday. On a
0: Monday, woke up early, very excited. Got here a day early. It's You're great. an
3: in-demand guy. You've got <laughs> other things going on tomorrow, Ready. and they are great. things. Very
0: excited. We've got a contest that just. Oh, I can't wait to talk about it. I, can't I love wait to how you
3: squeezed in the promo, even though it isn't in my official promo. Official document
0: says. #hashtag Band with Breitburg.
3: How you doing, Haley? Oh, I'm good. I'm. I'm. Uh, Nervous
4: and excited for today's conversation. Yes, it's a, as he- am it's I. a heavy, heady one. All
3: right. Before we get into Orgy. that one, we he's do back. have to before go through back. the weekend box office. <laughs> oh boy. Yep, it's already starting. First though, box office. All right. Here is the full recap of the top five this weekend. We have Hobbs and Shaw coming in at number one with twenty-five point three million dollars. Scary stories to tell to, to tell in the dark. Took the number two position with a whopping twenty point nine million. Then it was the Lion King at number three with twenty point two million. Dora and the Lost City of Gold opened up at number four with $17.4 Then finally, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, hung on to that number five spot with $11.7 million. Sadly, that meant newcomers, The Art of Racing in the Rain, Brian Banks and The Kitchen did not crack the top five this weekend. Moving on to the ones that did, though. What caught your eye the most? Uh, what caught my eye the most is actually a conversation people have been having
4: for a while, but, you know, Lion, Lion King crossed a threshold this weekend that, <laughs> that revived the, is it animated or is it live action crossed debate? Crossed a threshold. Yes, quite one. <laughs> uh, it's animated, guys. Let's let's give this
3: to <laughs> But it's got one here. live action shot in it. Yeah. I'm just
4: kidding.
0: I <laughs> thought they trained the lions to talk. My life is a lie. <laughs> so naturally, too. It's impressive they were having. And yeah. Donald Glover looked like such a lion. He like this guy's
4: like it's Method. clearly animated. They did so much better than cats. <laughs> <sighs> but I it's it's one of the things that I feel like this conversation has run its course let's all just agree now this is an animated film I, i'm open to like really good arguments against it but I, I i visited the set for that thing and there was no set it was a room full of computers
3: is the only argument for live action that it has photoreal imagery i guess
0: i think well, the, well, I, I, the argument i've heard is that the other one was animated so it distinguishes the two but it's an animated film because it's a series of ones and zeros that is like the yeah. definition of animated is not being filmed the sets aren't real because it's animated. The lions aren't real because you can't talk. That's like, why I was so
4: surprised to see it again this weekend in my timeline.
0: I also just said you can't talk like lions were watching. <laughs>
4: you <water>. can't. <laughs> Stop trying. Stop speaking lions. It
0: freaks us we're out. We're
4: on to you. And so it doesn't guess, look good uh, on film.
3: I guess by our standards then, The Lion King is then technically the highest grossing that animated right. film of all time, which is still quite the milestone whether or not you get to in- be included in the live action conversation. <laughs> it topped Fro- Frozen, which uh, topped out at 1.276 billion dollars, so that's still it, it's still something else. It's, I mean, yeah. I, how do you fight with
4: Disney and animated? Like, I know mm-hmm. that animated films do well for multiple studios in a way that live-action movies are not doing so well for some studios at the moment, but. You
3: can't fight Disney. It doesn't seem so. I mean, between Disney Animation, Pixar, and then this reimagining brand, it doesn't seem possible. The only thing that I've seen recently that's coming to mind, at least right now, is what Illumination was doing. They were hitting the big, big numbers for a while. But then you think about Secret Life of Pets 2 this year, and... It came in well under expectations. So and Disney movies, is dominating surprise prize.
0: Like Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse should have made a lot more money. Like it's yes. an incredible film. It's arguably the most authentic Spider-Man film and it was gorgeous and mm-hmm. reinventive and changed animation. It didn't put up these numbers. And Thankfully, that that's really the
3: movie really sick. did have legs though. The movie is and
0: it's getting right two sequels and a TV show. It's not doing bad. <laughs> but I would prefer it be in the same conversation as Lion King and it's not. Unfortunately. Do you think it would
4: post more numbers if it was a Disney title?
0: I think it would do a different audience if if it had the marketing hmm. prowess that disney has the money to uh-huh. throw at stuff sony sony animation just didn't have the money to throw at it like disney does because disney practically puts mickey mouse in the dollar bill uh and Sony yeah. just doesn't so it, it's not i don't blame sony at all and they did an incredible job marketing it i just think they didn't have the actual cash to do what disney could have mm,
3: for sure very good question and i couldn't agree more with the answer all right what else caught your eye on the box office uh, today one a time in hollywood yes. is
0: is holding on i I thought it would do bigger, uh, to be honest. I I didn't. Bigger this weekend. Yes. And bigger in general. I. I thought this was going to be the first $200 million Tarantino movie. I thought this was going to be I accidentally said 300 on the episode we did the predictions and I got a lot of crap for it. I meant to but I thought this was going to be beating Django. I thought this was going to be the combination of all of the movie stars doing a movie about movie stars A Love Letter to L.A. It seemed like the most Tarantino movie ever because Tarantino love him or hate him certainly takes things from other movies uh, and this was a movie about doing that so I thought it was kind of like a greatest hits album like the now that's what I call Tarantino uh, and I thought it would as such would do 200 so it's kind of slowing down and I thought I thought I would have a little bit more legs I, I got the top five
3: I got to look at the Django drops but I was pretty uh, like pleasantly surprised with that 41.8% drop I thought it was actually going to be a little bigger than that oh interesting yeah yeah but uh, it wound up becoming uh, Tarantino's highest opening weekend of all time and mm-hmm. it seems to be trickling down and I imagine the uh, they're going to be able to keep that percent change pretty low given what's coming out the next couple of weeks until of course we get to it chapter two and that just sucks all the <laughs> yeah. air out of the box office for everything else <laughs> (laughs) I also want to point out scary stories to tell in the dark. I was very pleasantly surprised that that movie wound up topping expectations. That $20.9 million start is far better than what I was originally thinking, because I thought that if any of the five new releases popped at the box office this weekend, it was going to be Dora, Mm -hmm. but maybe the fact that some schools did go, some students did go back to school last week and maybe that impacted it a little bit, but I'm happy to see scary stories be the big winner. And, uh, I never want to, like, root for failure, but I am not all that bummed that The Kitchen didn't do too well. Did not like that movie if you caught Collider movie talk on Friday. (laughs) All right. I know we want to get on to story number two, which, of course, is all about The Hunt. But first, we have lots of cool stuff coming your way on the channel, like something today. Maybe a little something called Rula 2. Here's a promo.
0: Hey guys, Riley here, and let me tell you about Rule of Two. You looking for a Star Wars fix? Well, Rule of Two is that show. It drops it on Collider Video's main YouTube channel, as well as on Podcast One's Jedi Council feed. So go over there, subscribe, share it with your friends. It's hosted by myself and Mark Fernandez. We talk everything in the Star Wars universe with a lot of deep dives and a lot of conversations that go all in. You know what to do. Subscribe, join us there, and rise.
3: In addition to Rula 2, make sure to carve out some time to go on over to Collider.com because we are actually hosting a very early screening of It Chapter 2, one of my most anticipated movies of the year. It's almost here, and it could be here for you even sooner if you're in the L.A. area on August 20th at 7 p.m. because that is exactly when we are going to host this screening at the Arclight Hollywood. If you want to find out how to get tickets, there's a whole post about it, so go on over to Collider.com. Enter to snag some tickets right there. All right. Are you guys ready for it? I saved a lot of time today because I knew we were going to want to talk about this for a while. So
4: Let's get into it.
3: Universal Pictures opted to scrap their release of The Hunt. In the wake of the shootings in El Paso and Dayton, Universal pushed pause on their marketing campaign for the film, but over the weekend, the decision was made to cancel the release entirely. Here's the studio's official statement on the matter. While Universal Pictures had already pushed... While Universal Pictures had already paused the marketing campaign for The Hunt, after thoughtful consideration, the studio has decided to cancel our plans to release the film. We stand by our filmmakers and will continue to distribute films in partnership with bold and visionary creators, like those associated with this satirical social thriller. But we understand that now is not the right time to release this film. So... We could talk about everything that has kind of been, you know, tossed around all weekend. But the question we want to answer in this episode of Movie Talk in particular is, is the controversy really worth it? And in particular, I am wondering what your thoughts are on, is it worth it for Universal in particular? Because they have gotten a good deal of flack for the, for the decision that they just made. So what do you guys think? Weigh in on this. Is it worth it for Universal to have canceled the hunt entirely like this? No no uh,
0: it's not fair it's, it's, it's censorship in, the, in the, the most clear black and white way It's it's satire is necessary as a commentary in our culture and movies are a commentary in our culture and without us saying hey this is wrong with a laugh then all we do is cry all we're doing right now is suffering for people making horrible decisions if we can't see that through an artistic view then we're just watching the news and seeing the atrocities that are happening if Walmart gets rid of video games with violence and doesn't get rid of the guns on the next shelf over that is the problem mm-hmm. and that's exactly what happening we're, we're letting people think that the media is causing problems instead of addressing the problems like you don't look at a movie about a a giant conceptual problem and think that that's actually going to influence people watching it to the level that for some reason political people do they're missing the commentary aspect Mm -hmm. i don't worry about someone watching kick ass and then actually putting on a suit and going to get their ass kicked i don't worry about that because i assume the viewer has more sense than that and maybe they don't maybe i'm being optimistic but this is a commentary just like idiocracy was a commentary and that became real we actually lived up to idiocracy standards we need to have movies like this so we understand what we're going through and it's just like with stand-up comedy i think the more we censor ourselves the more we dumb down the expectations of our audience, then the more likely our audience is going to be dumb. We're not giving people credit. And the, this is an example of them making the bad decision towards that. And I don't think it's fair to the filmmakers, the, the the actors, the the writers, anyone that's involved in this film, to lose their movie because of these things. Delaying it, sure. Having a, having a commentary about it, absolutely. I, I, it's no disrespect to the horrible things that happened, but it's not the appropriate response, my opinion.
3: Yeah, I do wonder when you read the, uh, the official... Uh the official statement regarding it that the studio has decided to cancel our plans to release the film there is a little bit of vagueness to that so I do wonder if maybe they're not 100% clear on what the plan is going forward and maybe they will just delay the release release it on a VOD platform something along those lines so I am still hopeful that maybe we'll see it eventually I'm not quite sure what the rules are if making a decision like that this late in the game is a breach of contract that then allows the filmmakers to sell the movie mm. elsewhere but I did want to see the movie and I do applaud their decision to push pause on the marketing in a given time, but this felt like a very, very big leap to me, especially from the studio that produces the Purge movies. Yeah. And admittedly, I am someone who has lost interest in the Purge movies given everything that's happening in the real world. I really enjoy those movies at the very beginning, and I have found them less and less appealing as the years have gone on. But the point is, it's my decision whether or not I want to go see it. You still make the movie, but then I choose whether or not not to see it. So the fact that this choice has been stripped away from me, that is really getting under my skin.
4: Well, that's censorship, and that's, you know, sort of where a lot of the anger on this side of the equation comes from. I do think that it will eventually be released. These films that are pushed for societal factors almost always are released. It's very hard to, like, find a bunch that never that you can't find online, or (laughs) anything like that, you know? Um, History will out. The film will find a way. But it's in addition to the censorship, which is a huge problem, I find it such an alarming representation of sort of where conversation and the ability to meet eye-to-eye has gotten in this country, which is the, the cycle of how this film was canceled was so fast and alarming to me. It, it just, you know, it was like, how recently were we just talking about this? Like, where did this trailer come from? Mm-hmm. What is this movie? And that that was only a few weeks ago. And then it went to become something that was a bit of a scandal because of a report on what was in the script and that it leaned very political. Then it got picked up by Fox News. Then it got picked up by the president. And then it was very soon after canceled. And that is a very scary cycle. To see that chain of information and that chain Mm -hmm. of action really alarms me. I kind of went through like a dark night of the soul this weekend (laughs) about it. Like, where are we as a country? What do we stand for? What does this mean? Like... How can we not have the ability, A, to just talk to each other about a freaking movie, man? We're not talking about, like, our biggest political issues here. We're talking about a a film, and it is tied into some of our biggest political issues, but it is not the root of the issue. And that is where I've become really alarmed by the after conversation in the wake of the canceling is a lot of that conversation has veered into... We should never make movies about these things anyway. And that is an even scarier version of censorship. There are really fascinating conversations to be had about how does media impact us mentally? Mm-hmm. What what do these images do to us? How do we respond to them? But I think that's about how we frame them and how we discuss them. The important part is that it sparks that conversation. Like you said, satire, the importance of that. And this is not a movie that was... that. At least from what we can tell in the trailers. And I think that Vulture put up a really good piece that was like, what can I tell you about the hunt? Nothing. (laughs) We don't know. But based on, you know, you can find older, before the trailer was released, like script reads on some of the script websites. This is not a movie about how great it is to go out and hunt deplorables, which is how it's being sold. This is... Damon Lindelof, who tends to be a pretty smart guy when it comes to commentary, I think that The Leftovers is one of like the most profound shows that ever existed. This is a, clearly something that was meant to spark very complicated conversation. Instead, because we couldn't have enough conversation to get it to theaters... We cannot even get to glimpse that bigger, more interesting conversation.
0: And you don't get this cast if you're just making a movie about hunting people. You don't get this level of of, of talent involved. And that's what really scares me is is what we don't get to have. I totally agree. Conversation is what we're losing. As we get more left and more right, as we get more blue and more red, we're losing the ability to see eye to eye with each other. And I think there's a 100,000 reasons that's happening, but it's only getting worse and it's only escalating. It's only causing more people to feel uncomfortable to to say anything. Like, I, I... octuple, think through everything else saying I say live and on air, because it's important that the the viewer understands where I'm coming from, but it's also from a place of fearing retribution about something mm. that isn't fully formed, and that's not... Doesn't allow for conversation. It, it allows for very structured, like I. Allows for press releases, right? It, it, it's just this plot, plot, plot. And I yeah. like a lot of movies, but there's a lot of things I don't like, and I don't talk about them because of of fear of that person not liking my take on something. And That's and an exhausting shame, way to go the through the world. The shame is yeah.
3: not being able to share your take. It doesn't matter if it's right or wrong, but you can learn from hearing another take. And now that we have completely eliminated that possibility, yeah. we can't actually learn anything about people that have different opinions than our own. I think one of the most upsetting descriptors I saw on Twitter is just calling this whole thing a slippery slope, because I see this spiraling out of control and potentially ruining other opportunities for bold storytelling in the future. We have one uh, comment right now in the live chat that's actually uh, well worth bringing up right now. VBasis1996 said, uh, won't be surprised if Universal does what Sony did with the interview and drop the hunt on a streaming yeah. service. So I wanted to bring mm-hmm. up the interview because that is a very interesting scenario here that speaks to whether or not this was a worthwhile decision for Universal because it is reported that this movie ran an 18 million dollar uh, production budget. So if it was a gigantic movie that they desperately needed to get their money back and they did something like they kept pushing and pushing for the interview to get that into theaters and then it didn't it didn't make any money. And eventually, it was out of theaters sooner than anybody could have imagined, and it was a big loss for them. So given that take, could that then have justified their decision to cancel it outright to avoid a situation like that movie?
4: Financially, maybe. Justified it in a moral integrity sense? No, no, no. I'm talking about strictly
3: financials right now.
4: Something I find really fascinating about the comparisons to the interview as well is that that film was canceled, and it was like whoa, because that was canceled by external threat, right? Like we were being threatened by a foreign country, that sort of scenario. This is internal. Mm -hmm. This is us doing it to ourselves. This is Jordan Peele's us. Like, Mm -hmm. why are we this way right now? And it's, I, I have a little bit of sympathy for Universal, especially in light of how dangerous things are right now, like literally deadly. I would be afraid if I was at that studio that if we put it in theaters, maybe one of those theaters got shot up. I understand that fear. I also don't like fear-based decision-making. It's sort of like the old America, we don't give in to terrorism type train of thought. I just, that really rubs me the wrong way
0: well, it, it, for me this just reads as is the opposite of the correct actionable task I, I feel like we keep making decisions around the one we all see that we need to make and this is another example of us going like well here's a band-aid and we're gonna ignore the gaping wound and that's what scares yeah. me is, is we're like we're acknowledging the scratch and not the arm missing somebody did me. a
4: did a great thing on twitter where they used the gif of that scene in um Shoot the Seth Rogen apocalypse movie where they put the piece of tape on yeah. the
0: crack <laughs> in the <laughs> wall. That's the yeah. it's, it's it's there's so many more conversations that are not appropriate for the show, and I'm not I'm not smart enough or politically savvy enough to have them, so I won't pretend to. But I do think this is the wrong choice to make with something I can talk about, which is movies. I don't think censoring. Art is going to get us anywhere except further down the wrong direction, which we're heading in.
3: Well, funny enough, there's another movie well worth bringing up right now that actually comes out very soon because we have uh, 14 Danger Mouse asking, How is The Hunt canceled and Ready or Not is still coming out? It's not exactly the same exact pre- uh, premise here, but there are, you know, parallels you could see between the two. Yeah. Well, I think it's
4: because of the political angle. Mm-hmm. From what I understand, I have not read the script, but again, going online, this is a very political script, very much rooted in right now in the divides that we have rooted in social media, I think, even, yeah. and how we treat e- treat each other there. And I think very much this is probably meant to be like Lindelof and Cuse making a statement on how we treat each other in social right. media and that it is, in fact, bad. And we should not <laughs> oh! do that. Yeah. But, you know, ready or not is more of a high concept, like mm-hmm. what if you married the wrong family type thing, which I, I think doesn't make people quite as viscerally angry.
0: I, I just think that the, we're getting more and more divided. So getting rid of satire about it is in any property is going to cause a, a bigger divide. I feel like this this movie could have been a conversation and could have been it could have been a heated conversation, but at least a conversation about why we're so separate and without that When when are we going to start talking about these things? Well,
3: given the descriptor that you just gave for Ready or Not, which I think is very accurate and why we're not seeing the exact same thing happening with that movie despite the human-on-human violence in that movie, what do you think is the fate of something like The Purge? Because I can't really quite understand how someone at Universal could justify canceling a movie like The Hunt and not doing the exact same thing with The Purge. So will they now cancel that one?
0: It's made too much money.
3: Yeah.
4: It's
0: a studio. Like, at the end of the day, there's a bottom line that they're going to look at.
4: Also, our, our rage cycles are so fast that by the time that comes up, we will have moved on from yeah. this, unfortunately. This won't be a conversation. It will be a conversation we will have not had. Except yeah. for at this desk and with our friends, but not in a cultural way, you know? In mm-hmm. three
0: weeks, this will be as, as irrelevant as anything else. It'll be, I mean, once we lost kids in Sandy Hook, we kind of forgave ourselves for making any choice ever again. So right. it'll be the same, like, oh, Right. I yeah. mean, not to go there, but hey it's guys, just so scary.
4: happy Monday on Movie Talk. I just, no, really. I mean that's the so that's the, the conversation <laughs> where I am too. I genuinely was like, am I going to have a mental breakdown over the hunt this weekend? We Is lost. that going to be the thing that does
0: it? What was that that press release? I forget and I'm so sorry. The 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 UN uh that they don't travel to America because it's dangerous. Oh, uh like once I saw that and that was an actual thing released like other countries are like, "Hey, maybe maybe don't maybe don't vacation in the states right now." Right. That's where we live and we're so much better than that. Like we're a, we're founded on freedom, and it's terrifying. Like that's the opposite. I, I just I'm really worried as a as an American.
3: Same, yep. I feel you as much as I don't like ending a movie talk on a big, big big bummer. It's a worthwhile conversation to be having right now. So I really do appreciate you guys chiming in on this topic. But again, I don't like ending movie talk on a bummer of a note. So (laughs) let's have a little debate and show everyone that we can have a healthy debate because we've got a great question from Wolverine. I always forget that. He sends in questions all the time. Is it pronounced Jif? Or Gif Oh no, I did the thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I really like that you just mispronounced his name while asking pronunciation question that just that irony I just need to admit be-
3: well, I am always afraid to read a live chat question now Thanks Dorian. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, well, I do believe it is uh, graphic, not giraffe. so I, I always yeah. pronounce it gif because that's the letter that you know it's not a giraffe I... g- wait no <laughs> it's... Wait. My life's a lie. Giraffe. It's giraffe. Giraffe. But, but graphic is guh, not jif. That's what okay. I was trying to say, but then giraffe threw me.
4: I think See, this is part of the problem. I think it's gif. This is why this happened. English well, language it's, is very it's, tricky. It's death of the author, right? The guy who created it says, no, you say it jiff, And the internet has said, no, I hate that. I'm not going to do it. And I'm just old. And that's the way I always said it, because that's how I read it. And I it's how it comes out of my I'm mouth. Sorry, so you say jif.
0: But jif yes. peanut butter is okay. a J.
4: Sure. GIF, but also the English language is freaking insane i'm oh, yeah. not sure if you're aware of that it's a, it's a, real, it's a real letters struggle. do whatever <laughs> they want in this language i can't
0: imagine learning this and like as an adult like as a second language just no. being like what do you
4: mean that rule our our language is like our refusal to embrace the metric system it's yeah. just we prefer the chaos
0: did you see that that article that came out that there was a, a sinkhole on a highway <laughs> and they measured it with washing machines this is probably what brought it up to my head just now <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, six or seven, seven wide how do you quantify what that is, that is the GIF situation. Yeah. I think it's GIF personally. Okay. I'm
3: just a lame follower in this situation, and I think I heard GIF so much yeah. first that I just automatically started saying GIF and not GIF. Here's, here's But I love Jif peanut butter. What I'll say about, about it. Bomb. It's the best. You love peanut butter more than anyone
4: I, I do. know.
0: do. <laughs> is that something else we have? Do you eat like straight jars? <laughs> you, you have
3: no
4: idea. Oh. She's obsessed. I
0: got into a giant peanut butter debate this week because I have a photo of my peanut butter in a comic photo. I was talking about the comic, and then peanut butter took over. I like reduced fat for the texture, not about the health reasons. <laughs> <laughs> like, reduced fat texture is way better than full fat.
4: I prefer the taste of Diet Coke. What See? are you going to do? As do I. Yeah. I'll just say this about the gif, gif, pineapple, no pineapple on your pizza. As, <laughs> pineapple, on pizza. You can believe whatever you want. But as we've seen here today, we have real things that we need to be talking about. So let's not fight over that <laughs> stuff. Let's just, like, say, hey, could you not put pineapple on my slice? Yeah. Or okay. wow, how, how fascinating that you say
3: gif that way doesn't it sound so much easier than fighting about it? It's wonderful. I Everyone should a take that idea and run with have it. A <laughs> have
0: a conversation about pineapple. Have a conversation about Jif or gift Live your life, but have the conversation.
3: That's what movie talk is all about. Nice, healthy, supportive conversations. That's what we're doing here today on this movie talk Monday. Koi, Haley, again, thank you guys so much for being here thank today. You. Adam in the booth, Dorian in the live chat. You guys rock. And so do all of you out there. Please do not forget to like and share this episode of movie talk. And we will be back tomorrow, 3 p.m. PT live With a brand new one for you.
2: Napa Know How! Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa.